are some exciting coming attractions from Paramount. No one! Not even one that possesses powers such as black magic or walks within the confines of a black circle owns this or any other world. You, Papa Shango, are welcome to walk into my world. For I have already taken that step into yours. But you, Papa Shango, even with the powers you possess, fear the land that my warriors walk upon. He said now and forever that when I reach out and bring the curse of your voodoo into my land, there will be no emotion. You will only just fall. Just too good to be true. When you're in love, you'll jump from the top of the Empire State, screaming Geronimo the whole way down. I love her so bad, I just... Uh, well, she wrecks me. My name is Sutton, I'm with the Justice Department. I am an American citizen, and I demand to see Alice Sutton. He probably is crazy, but there's something about Jerry that... Jerry Fletcher has theories. The whole Vietnam War was fought over a bet that Howard Hughes lost to Aristotle Onassis. Some would call his theories crazy. You're telling me that NASA is going to kill the President of the United States with an earthquake? Not exactly the kind of thing a Secret Service agent can, like, just throw himself on top of. He writes them in his newsletter. This is our third issue this year, Conspiracy Theory. He sends them out. <laughs> Look, I feel kind of naked back here. Could we get out of here? Please don't tell me you're naked back there. No, it's just a figure of speech. Could we go? And she is the only one he trusts. I've loved you since the first time I ever saw you. Jerry, you don't love me. I don't. Now, one of his theories is true. Can you prove any of this? Absolutely not. Only he doesn't know which one. He must have hit a nerve with one of those articles in there. But his enemies do. How many subscribers do you have? Five. Well, they're dead. I have to find Jerry. Bingo! I got him. There he is. These things that you're talking about, you did them to Jerry. Jerry is very dangerous. What are you going to do? I will not find him because he'd find me. Pick him up, Teddy, for the bridge. By nature, I'm not a violent man. If you hurt Allison, I'll kill you. Richard Donner. Kiss me. What? Relax. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation.
<laughs> but he was Buck Waller. That we'll talk about. Yeah, that. that's my favorite part. It's so good. Promos, the match itself. That's match. Yep. I think it might be match tonight. Really? Yeah. We'll, we'll, right, ready? Yeah. Fired up. Oh, two for one. That's Tandem. A, that's a balanced diet. Utah. That's what I call that. Give me two. No. <laughs> oh, meatball sub. Only that came out in November '97. Damn. I haven't even looked at to see what's came out. November '97. Yeah. Tomorrow never dies. There Was it is. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. Uh, as good as it gets. Okay. That would be a popular one. <laughs> <laughs> listeners love. I love that movie. Right in here. <laughs> um, welcome back, guys. New Blood Rising podcast. As we are looking at episode two of season three, we're heading into our continued trek through ECW and the pay-per-views that span over the span of 1997 through 2001, 2001 and then 2005, six, and that's it. And that's it. It's not even <laughs> ten years. No, no. Thank um, God. I, I'm William Rankin, joined, of course, by Jason Keesler. How's it going, folks? Charlie Stabile. Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Martin Dixon. All the way from over there. You got it, man. Oh. So, part known. We are now heading south. <laughs> Parts known. Parts known. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's where the Ultimate Warrior's from. Parts known. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would like to say he's from the Land of the Rising Sun. Just for the... <laughs> The classic old school wrestling from the Orient. Right. <laughs> maybe he's Indian, maybe he's Japanese. Orient. Favorite right. show? Fuji Vice. <laughs> <laughs> what was the oh, general he's hospital? losing it. Oh, he's got it. What was the General Hospital one? <laughs> They, they parody General Hospital, too. Oh, they did? Fuji. Yeah, it was like Fuji Hospital and Tim and Don Morocco. Just, I don't think he's going to make it. Saying <laughs> 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 like stupid shit like that. Rest in peace, Mr. Fuji. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. That, that, was, that was... And then Gene Wilder goes, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and then there was a third, uh, John Polito. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> John right. Polito died. Oh. Yeah. It's three, so you celebrities are fine for a month. Yeah. What a weird three-pack. The celebrity rapture that is 2016 can uh, pause for a bit. It's this weird ratio of good in-ring wrestling and things we never see versus celebrities being culled. It is just crazy. Hardcore Heaven 97. (laughs) Exactly. We are now in August. We were previously in April. Mm -hmm. So a a few things have happened Mm. for ECW. Yes. In the in the in the meantime, in terms of some, we're gonna get some new characters here. We got some title changes uh, that have occurred. Um, you know, wrestling. So, but with three months between pay-per-views, did you, for, or did you? The thing you watched was it between these shows, or was it? What the did one you know, I can't. It's the first one on the network. I can't remember the name of it. Hardcore TV. No, because it went on Hardcore TV. If you go to the network, you know how they have the years. You can select by year. Ninety-five and ninety-six each have two pay-per-views. Quote, quote. Cyber Slam. Mm, I don't remember. It wasn't no. that because the intro, it does. It just comes up. It looks like a Windows 95 t- like PowerPoint tile. And then that's where I saw it. And then bleeds in. And it's like all this weird stuff that looks like it's from different arenas. That's where I was getting. It might be where ah. we're confused because the crowd cha- like noticeably changes. 
Um, but no, it was years before because nine one one was still around. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The Dudleys. It was like the first time you see the Dudleys. What's interesting too is this show, I think, continues the the bleed that was going on where the kind of bleeding of stuff between ECW and WWF. You mm-hmm. have still like it's very heavy in this show, but it's not even just WWF because USWA was a part, quote unquote, the kind of the training ground, the farming system, the mm-hmm. NXT of yeah. the day, if you will, for WWF. So it's fascinating how. And if we can go on a slight tangent, the uh, the first invasion angle, yeah, yeah. where WWF invaded USWA. Hey, we don't do tangents here, buddy. <laughs> Season three, it's called bizarre hangups. You know, footage of it. It's weird seeing Vince do evil Mister McMahon like four years before he ever did in the WWF. Right. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. It. I. That promo's out there. I'm I think, completely unfamiliar with all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I. That's why I'm not trying. I, I don't remember much about it, but I, the promo now, because back then it was something, you're like, oh, that's different. But now it's like, oh, it's Mr. McMahon before it's Mr. McMahon. Oh, shit. He's He's getting crazy. I should do this and make money for myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was a, this weird thing, because USWA was Lawler's promotion. He owned it. But he was also on WWF TV at the same time. Yeah. And he was a face in USWA and a heel on WWF TV. <laughs> Confusing. So they, they they do this weird thing where he was like the valiant tell it you know tell it like it is guy getting trampled on by these you know these up north Yankees. Mm-hmm. And so they send dudes down to feud with Lawler. You had you had heel Bret Hart facing Lawler okay, before Bret was heel. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, Randy Savage like when he when Vince was supposedly not using him as a wrestler wrestling in USWA. So that's when Steph was using. Oh, 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 God damn. <laughs> and even more shocking, we got Coco Beware, world heavyweight champion. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. wonder who he was <laughs> Let's stop. Let's get <laughs> Coco Beware. I'll do whatever you want. Coco Beware? Where? Question mark, but... Coco Beware, do you want it? <laughs> you better go ahead and take all of this, Stephanie, because you don't want my brother Lanny. That thing is huge. Yeah. Am I too much? Que cuero! I want to see deep thoughts with Randy Savage. That picture of him. Oh, man. Is it possible? That would be, you talk about like the, the old SNL Jack yes. Handy bits, yes. but it's Macho Man reading yes. them? Yes. Oh, oh we got to find those. We got to. When a guy doesn't wipe his boots before he gets in the ring, is it permission to knock his head off? The question remains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's so, a slim jim without snapping it. It's truly eat it. I wonder if Stephanie yes. knows that the cream rises. Oh, <laughs> no, Jesus! Oh, holy shit! Woo! <laughs> And that concludes season three of the Rising Podcast. <laughs> this podcast is TVMA. <laughs> Are you sure you want to listen to it? The cool thing is, is like 25 years from now, he's just going to be like making a joke. You're just going to hear silence and everybody laugh. <laughs> um, so as we said last year, we're heading out to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It seems like the most non-ECW place you can imagine. Like, do they get hardcore TV? And yet, they seem to be as into it as mm. the last crowd, which is fascinating. Attendance, around 1,800. Really? That's actually really good for ECW. I did, not that. It just, that doesn't look like 1,800 no. people. The buy rate, a little bit lower, 0. 0.21. So, 
So that's it's still not awful. I mean, like, I like that it looks like a smaller, more condensed version of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, with, yeah. with, with the <laughs> middle entrance, the middle entrance that I love. Yeah. Once again, we open up with Joey in the ring. He's hyping. Once again, a triple threat match. This time with the world title in that match between Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, and Sabu. Oh, I didn't have my Ric Flair prize. Who is the champion, by the way? Sabu is the world uh, champion. How did he win this? Sabu just the week before in a barbed wire match with Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. This is where he had the one. Uh, yep. I have he. Re- just the one where he super glues himself? Yeah. yeah. He oh, tears geez. his bicep. He refuses to get medical attention. And I like how later it's like, Rob Van Dam and Bill Alphonse are the voices of reason for this guy. Yeah. He gets 100 stitches. Wow. And then... Shit. He's yeah. got like a 22-inch waist. How do you get 100 stitches? On his bicep. On a little guy like him. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> So as um, Styles drops Lawler's name and then the crowd erupts and boos, I mean, the heat on Lawler mm. is electric. Mm. It's huge. It's great. But then Styles always gets a little pissed because whose music hits but Ravishing Rick Rude. And it's so under him. Like, it's like coming through just the PA, that not through the camera, like any kind of audio like, system. I was like, what's happening? Yeah, I love, he won't cuss when he's talking to you. I love it, but Joey Styles is like mouthy as a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rick Rue comes out, and he gets a chorus of booze. It's definitely in contrast, because now we've seen him flip now. Like, what is it? He's he's joined D-Generation X by this point, right? Yeah. Present yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Because they reference that, I think. That's the thing they make reference to. But um, to Styles, because uh, he's, yeah, Styles says it right off the bat. He says, Rude sold out to HBK, and he says he won't interview him. I'm a professional, but this is you. You're going to be your own, your own. That's called a promo. So, um, I, I love that Rude opens up with the classic Rick Rude promo. Oh, I, the I started Lauderdale losers. Yeah, I started saying it to the TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I love the Rick Rude promo. And so, how do you get more heat? Introduce Chris Candido. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bastard. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, Todd Gordon, who I thought was out of the picture. He point. was an on-air character, uh-huh. but behind the scenes was out. He'd given the company to Heyman by yes. this point? Yes. Okay, because, like, man, just to hear Rick Rude get kicked out, first of all, and then... <laughs> Fuck you, Gordon! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is where... He, yeah. It hit me where Gordon is in the ring, and they give you for the... Because it's pay-per-view. You may not watch ECW, so you get that big title bar. And I saw it where it said, Commissioner... And Todd, it's like, it's weird, it's leveled. It's like, not Commissioner in the middle, Todd Gordon, but it's Commissioner, Todd Gordon. I was like, holy shit, it hit me. Like, I've been watching ECW since I was a teenager, and I'm like, this is fucking Commissioner Gordon. Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and I was like, oh, well, not this pussy. And then it's like, you have to the count of ten. Rick Rude gets out. Rick Rude tries to cut a promo. I love how not on Commissioner he, Gordon's watch. One. He barely made it. Two. I've never seen that. A ten count to get out of the room. <laughs> what was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. That's first of all. Is it like Suicide Squad? Is his head going to blow up if he doesn't comply? So, um, we got the fuck you, Gordon, which I love. I think that's hysterical. Um, and then we get this, and then we get the pay-per-view video package, which is fantastic. It's amazing. How cool is it to see Jerry Lawler in an opening ECW video? Like In front, this is in ex- front of a big-ass WWF logo. Yeah. <laughs> this is extreme? <laughs> extreme? Yeah. 
Drew Barrymore says which, extreme. Jerry Lawler was the best ECW troll. Mm-hmm. And I, I read an interview with him recently where he said that a lot of fans will come up to him and ask him if he really hated ECW as much as he proclaimed to on air. And he was like, well, think about it. I actually worked with him. He's like, how much do you think I could have hated them? That I wouldn't have worked with them if I didn't like them. Yeah. I think this this show goes a long way to show you how great Jerry Lawler this is. This is Lawler I miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is prime Jerry Lawler making this, fun of the Hart family the, 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 Jerry Lawler. <clears throat> what we'll talk about later is the fact that Jerry Lawler has, has morphed over the years. You know, a little bit during this era, you know, he shifts into, you know, kind of just his, his commentator mode full time. We'll see that. But then, like, of course, in the 2000s, it just goes down the tubes and it just becomes a sad, sad, sad shell of what he was. And then after the heart attack, it was just full on. Just I'm just happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he became Sarah Connor every yeah. day after the, the judgment day is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> all of Jerry Brian Christopher's like being trained by all these different stepmoms. <laughs> <laughs> Finally he starts becoming older than the stepmom. <laughs> well, I think that happened during Tool Cool. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Hey, well, we went to this we were, we were in home room together. Jesus Christ, if, uh, if Brian Christopher is the last hope for humanity, just bring on the machines. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready to take my skin in. I'm going in the bunker. Where's Crystal Peak? <clears throat> I want to see Scott Scott Taylor do the worm to uh, a, a T-1000 that's down on the ground. <laughs> it just sinks right into him. <laughs> warms up and grabs his hand like, whoa! <laughs> into a rib slot. He hits him with an arm drag. Wins with a roll-up. Yeah. I would love as if the... Um, Wins with a roll-up. Um, who's the scientist in uh, Terminator 2? What's the actor's name? It's um, the black guy. The guy who plays Miles Dyson? Yeah. Uh, it's um, the guy from Speed. Uh, wait, Joe Morton. I wish, that the, I wish that Ron Simmons was playing the Joe Morton from... Ah, ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Is- or when he's like banging for his life with a bullet in his arm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm supposed to have simpy for you? No simpy no for you! <laughs> Captain Ronson. Whoa! <laughs> Everybody comes back. So, right off the bat, out of the, out of the paper repackage, Candido's still in the ring because he is taking on the ECW television champion, who is... It's time! <laughs> <laughs> one Z, one Z. Not a one Z, but one Z. Alright, I, I have a problem with this match. What's the problem? Yeah. Th- th- it just doesn't make any sense. First of all, Taz practically main evented the last pay per view against Sabu, right. the biggest badass in ECW. Uh-huh. He goes on and, tell- and does a promo to Sabu saying, You gave me the fight of my life, and bullshit. And then he fights Chris Candido, and I dare say Chris Candido put up a better fight than Sabu. It was Sabu, yeah. <laughs> like it just—it just didn't make any sense. The Chris Candido like had such a—he had Taz's number right up until the end. Mm-hmm. This is advertised as one of the main events. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, say that this is one, one of our three. Ma- yeah. It's the first match. Is Which this another kiss that's a to co- that's a WWF thing they ripped off because they would eventually with when they had the two world titles Edge versus Alberto Del Rio always like the, for a couple years in a row there that match would lead off the pay per view mm-hmm. so um, this match is this this sadly is a, it, it drone it 
kind of drones on. Okay. It's, it's not a wrestling match. Like it, Joey Styles says it. This is going to be a purest dream. This is a their chemistry is very yeah, questionable. I, I think the the parts where it it gets troublesome are when Candido's in control. When Taz is in control, the match seems to clip along mm-hmm. better. When Chris Candido is in control, it seems like it just it slows down terribly. It seems like we just kind of we I don't know it loses its flow. Would you guys agree? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, there is no flow. I think I paused this match. I think it took me an hour to get through this match. Wow. Uh, Taz does say one of our favorite lines to Chris Candido. He shouts it at him right before he kicks him. Get up, you pussy! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Joey Styles starts off when he gets rushes back to his commentary post. Wherever that may be. Yeah, That's got to be it? difficult. You're doing entering work promo. Hustle back. He cuts off and he goes, uh, I apologize for my lack of provis- uh, professionalism. The hell with it. Like, <laughs> becomes Bob Uecker. Yeah. One, we didn't get to talk about last uh, so much on Barely Legal. It's not, it's not so much Taz's entrance, but that stance that he has in the ring. Oh, it's so the cool. The way the match starts is cool. Yeah. It's like, uh, I wouldn't fuck with him. Yeah. He, he looks him, so badass. Slaps him, slaps him, nothing, him, but spit on him. Taz has had enough. And then he gets his butt whipped in the beginning. That's what's awesome. I, yeah. I don't like small guys doing power bombs. Yeah. Chris Candido's finishing move was a power bomb off the top rope. I don't, and yeah. and the reason I don't like it is like it feels like that is something that does it's feel a like a big move a big guy move. does mm. in a similar fashion. I really don't want to see like. Big guys doing hurricane ranas or something like that. Kevin you know what I mean? <laughs> or, 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 you know what I mean? Or even, um... Yokozuna hurricane ranas may Through a table on fire. But it's but it's not just a hurricane rana. It's the Rey Mysterio one from WCW where he to the top rope. <laughs> and then just one move. Bam! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> This would make a good audience participation thing for the next episode. Re- recast famous wrestling moments with Yoko Zuna and May Young. Hashtag oh, May Yoko. May Young's got the old Ubuntu Guerrero mask on. But <laughs> <laughs> everything else is the same. <laughs> She's up. Yoko Zuna beats her with the lion tamer and makes her unmasked. <laughs> Give me your mask. <laughs> wow. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Alright, so... But yeah, the way this thing moves, and like it, it's really no surprise when Taz locks in the Taz mission because there was no way I was buying Chris Candido was going to beat yeah. him. No, no. Can I get to the ropes? No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just again not a bad match. Against Candido. No, no. It's I think just it's a great. Record. I think it is a chemistry thing, like just right. straight up a chemistry thing. And Taz should be dominating. <clears throat> exactly. I think Taz struggles selling because I don't. I, His selling is the shake. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. He's a guy who's like like. I'm not going to say he's Goldberg, but it's a similar thing. He's a destroyer. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, his method's a little bit different than Goldberg's. And but what do you mean wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you. Thanks. So, Taz's right. music. Martin, did you have any other final what thoughts on it? It's it's fine for what it is, but it is weird to see someone that we are constantly told is such a badass in Taz. First few seconds of this match gets his ass handed to him by. Arguably the junior member of the Triple Threat. Yeah, yeah that's right. Which, yeah. <clears throat> which right. seems to rotate on a monthly basis. He jobbed to Barry Horowitz. <laughs> and yet, Taz, he is owning Taz. The man who beat Kurt Angle's undefeated streak. Yeah, technically. This match has not aged well simply because of other things like that. Right. right. But Taz's music, I don't... It, I, it's I a normal... I think it's a, a for, the, for him 
but it's got that Taz voiceover. It's like, I don't, it's, I don't need weapons. My hands are my weapons. So what you're telling us, Taz, is you do not need your hands. It's right. exactly by <laughs> syntax <laughs> logic. <laughs> comes up there with stumps and still yeah. suplexes the fuck out of people. That's very pissed. <laughs> I never thought of it. Yeah. yeah. Smith and Wesson. That's yeah. right. No, I was waiting on the Vince McMahon. There's no my hand. There's no, <laughs> don't, don't need them. Don't need That's them. right, they're weapons. They don't need them, they're weapons. They kill companies. Behind your back. <laughs> God damn it. Bark on you. remember. <laughs> we go to the booth where Joey talks about first why it's important to come to an ECW show. He, uh, yeah, he's hawking the future yeah, events. Exactly. Hmm. We cut to earlier. Now this is this is where it's <laughs> <laughs> This is why this you is, should come. This is where this pay gets like five stars instantly. <laughs> the insane clown posse was in the ring and then R V D and Bill Alfonso said no. Not happening. They're, they're full on. This is like no, this full is dread. Pre show. Yes. <laughs> this is the pre show. Hi. RVD, and it's it's not often that RVD clears a ring, but he just you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's not his style. It's a house of fire, but he just burns down these guys like they're nothing. And I, it's, love, I love how we got to break up the pre-show into like two segments. Yeah, as well, Sab- uh, Sabu shows up in a suit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Sabu in a suit, but with his headgear. It's great because you're the world champ. You gotta wear a suit. He does the springboard elbow into a chair for injury, like that insult <laughs> injury. I'm like, come on, oh, yeah. Eat <laughs> it. I, I was like, what's he going for? You're you're a singer. You wear paint, so you don't need your face. All right. And so now we come back to what arguably wow. is right up there. But I think <clears throat> this with, is so fucking. Good. This is a great, great way to book this type of match. This is the way this type of match should be booked. I have two words for my notes. Good lord. <laughs> but but I should put much more because the following is a grudge match with a time limit of 45 minutes. I'm like, I heard I was that like, too. What I is like, this? I was like, oh, 45 minutes? What's this going to be? I see Spike Dudley. I go, oh my god, man, man, I go, 45 minutes. Uh, he'll be dead in 10. <laughs> like, But this is like... For anyone who only knows Spike Dudley from the WWE days, mm. what I mean, that was fine for what it was, but man, I loved him from his ECW shit. Like, I mean, he main evented a pay-per-view with Mike Awesome. Mm. A phenomenal match. And this match here is no slouch. Nope. No. Man, these guys have a great chemistry together. And they come out to great oh, yeah. songs. Yeah. Like, Spike yeah. Dudley, like, Highway to Hell, for yeah. some reason it works. Yeah. And then Bam Bam's is welcome to the jungle. <laughs> and, and, and he's walking to it. He, he means business. Like, because, and there's a purpose to it because Spike Dudley beat him. Right. The week before, I think. This uh, is that go-home show. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and this is how you book a, a rematch of this nature. Yeah. Absolutely. I think part of the, the fundamental differences between Spike and WWF, Spike and ECW, WWF, they try to play off some... Some underdog with heart, you, you, you know. You, he's just got a good spirit. Here, he's just a mean little fuck. Yeah, like yeah. Just, you can tell by the way he walks. Oh, where he's just—he's a scrappy little shit. Oh man, I love him. He, he comes out of heart like blazing with yeah. the right hand. Yeah, he lives that high with hell. It's on repeat in his brain. Everything changes the moment Bam Bam does that beal. <laughs> the one where he just launches him and he lands like a beal is, you know. Oh, I know. And, yeah. but There's you know, almost the, not enough ring no, <laughs> for that throw. Yeah. It's like if you watch it, Spike 
in the air goes, I better fall now. Yeah. <laughs> he forced gravity to make a move. Jedi Spike. <laughs> but Spike may, he Spike gets in the acid drop. He's yeah. not, it's not called yeah. that yet. No, right? Because he's not LSD. He's not Little Spike Dudley. It's Spike Dudley. I have right. a note here. I'm trying to remember what it was. I wrote down horrendous turnbuckle spot. Yes. Yeah. Super oh, snake yeah. eyes. Press slums. Spike onto the ring post. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, super snake eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 You're not gonna like stand up and get the big boot out. No. <laughs> Where Spice. does he get gashed? I don't know because it's I, not right. there because that's on his ribs. Right. Does Bam Bam toss him into the crowd? Yes. yes. Yep. This is that's man. the that's, big spot coming. He's up. already soaked because like the people in the crowd are taking off their shirts. To like stop his bleeding, it's oh, fucking rough. Yeah, yeah, it's the best of luck spot of the night coming up right here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, when he chucks him to the crowd, it's great because he does. He takes his time and builds the anticipation. That's what's really cool about him. Because then you're like, no way. And then it's like, fuck it. You remember the first time? Yeah, you he's teasing. He says, "He's here? doing the Hogan." You do you want on this side? Yeah. Or do you want this side? Remember the first time you ever saw that in ECW when they would throw a guy like that into the crowd, and you just like. I have. I would have never even thought of that. Yeah. And then RVD's like, "Well, fuck it, I'll just jump into the crowd." <laughs> it's a good thing with a flip. <laughs> it's a good thing Bam Bam didn't fuck up and throw Spike at the one side of the ring that was just like the people and one row of people, and then the stage. Oh, God. <laughs> there was no chairs. Yeah. But but you're right. Everyone, the way like he is just engulfed in these people. Yeah, and there are two rows in at least. And then what's funny is massive fucker. Bam Bam Bigelow, the way he should be, not the WCW run, jobbing out to Sean Stasiak. But uh, Bam Bam launches Spike in the ring. Crowd goes nuts. Bam Bam cuts a cartwheel and poses. Loved it. Mm. Yes. Loved that. Mm. Like, Bam Bam's, like, getting a little chippy. Yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah. Like, because, like, I mean, he was great in WWF, but he never, like, showed a real character other than he's just a monster. He's right. not the one-man gang. That's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yes. what I mean. His and then he does this insane like shoulder breaker thing. Yeah. Like I mean, it's like I, I don't even know what what it was. Well, he it's, does. It's it's his finisher. The was it greetings from Asbury Park. But, that was a. But he normally he normally does it with the guy guy stomach resting on his shoulder. Yeah. This time he doesn't. He does it like the reverse. <laughs> so it's Spike's spine that gets driven up into it, yeah. driven onto his shoulder. And then, <laughs> and then that moonsault, which looked. I mean, yeah. it was. Ridiculous when you would do it. Yeah. I love Bam Bam. The reason this is a squash, but the good thing about this is the it, what I loved about how it was, what, the way I liked how it was booked was that Spike had moments, but he never it, it never got to a point. He where never it was took like, over. No, and, and that's and that's believable. Like right. like I can believe that a, a little guy if he if he goes <laughs> from the start like Spike yeah. did, he's going to get a few lucky shots in. Might squeeze a move off like the acid drop, yeah. but then it's over. This after is that. how you could have booked a Goldberg Chris Jericho match, yeah, in WCW. Mm-hmm. Goldberg was like, "Oh, I'm not going to do it." But the thing about that power bomb that I thought was interesting was, you know, everyone kind of does it differently, but typically you pick them up and you just do that. I actually saw Bam Bam's hands as Spike was like this. He put his hands on on Spike's chest while Spike's in the air, and he just pushed as hard as he could. And I mean, it was scary. So it was with the all my power bomb. All my power bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how I think, though. As much as everybody was wanting it, this is how I think a Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match would go. Yeah, that's yeah. a good yes. point too. Yeah, if, if, if they if they just did that like beat for beat, it, it would be perfect. 
Someone, Daniel, poke your neck's okay. I just, I, I always got tired, and I always get tired still to this day of little guy, big guy matches because I feel like they always have to. They're not booked right, especially if they're against Big Show. They're they're awful. Mm. They body slammed Rey Mysterio body slammed. <laughs> big fucking deal. Like it, it's May Young body slammed. That's right. Had a young body slam Joko on the USS and Trevor. No, it was a hip toss. It was a hip toss. It was a hip toss. See, I would say Yoko came down in the helicopter and body slammed (laughs) (laughs) May Young. No one can body slam man. Hogan gets one leg up. Oh, brother. And I always think May Young just has that smile on her face the whole time. It's never... Crush almost does it. <laughs> and they go, right. you know, like May Young has to put all her weight in it to keep Crouch from doing it to not ruin Lucas' moment. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the, me- the the medics are immediately all over Spike because he looks, he's in trouble. Weighing 155 pounds. I mean, I just about started laughing. But then here's what's crazy. We go back to Joey in the booth. Who still wants to go on about ICP? <laughs> it's not, did you see this man die? <laughs> no, here's insane clown posse. And then, like, it shows the rest of the bit where, like, the I, I said crazy Sandman because I'm coming through the crowd and do what I want. Right. Just shows up and he wants to get involved. And then he just, of course, eats a flying chair, a Van Daminator, a, well, a truck or two. I don't know. Jimmy says something like, now here's the Sandman who was just here to relax and have a cold one. Yeah. Like, okay, that's not the Sandman. No, he's you just sit back and, yeah. Your back is hurt, so you can't compete. Right, that's it. But you come from Philadelphia to Florida. Was he on spring break in August? Does he not know? That's not the spring. That's, he would. <laughs> when you're unemployed, every week's spring break. <laughs> oh, boy. Which then leads us now to the announcer telling us that this match is going to be contested under Monday Night Rules. And it's a special attraction. Well, it's just Monday night. He doesn't even say rules. Joey Styles has to correct him. He's like, this will be under Monday night. And then, like, there's Joey's like, rule. did he mean rules? <laughs> <laughs> Joey's like, I'm one man calling action as it happens. You can't say prepared statements. Now, were you excited when yes. you saw who he was fighting? Yeah, yeah. of course. Because yeah. Al Snow, for all of the things that, you know, he, as, a, as his... He has some good... He does have some great parts in WWF. When he gets in there, there are some great moments. Mm-hmm. But largely, he is a... He's like lower mid-card. Lower, lower yeah. mid-card. He's not going anywhere. But he's a guy with tremendous psychology. Yes. And, and he's a very good just overall worker. It seemed like a great pick to go against Rob Van Dam just to see, you know, mm-hmm. where's. Did you like seeing him in his Leaf Cassidy attire? I love it. That was. Yeah. Nice touch. I think it was fitting, basically. And we've got RVD's famous what copyright gear. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's the WWF. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> ECW on the back. WCW across his ass. I was like, what a little nigg. Like, little. Ugh. And I like how Al Snow was introducing us to Crazy Al Snow. Yes. Yeah. Without it being part of the anything, he's like, did he just go out there? He's walking around. I like how Joey Styles like, Al Snow, bundle of nervous energy, ready to get this match started. He's like leaning with his head on the top turnbuckle, talking to himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he. This this is a nice solid affair, I think. And there's again, like 
RVD is billed from Stanford, Connecticut. You know, it's yeah. right. <laughs> Man, it's so good. Connecticut. So smart. Um, we still can't win with the five star, though. As no, we've no. noticed in this match. There's some weird timing issues. Uh, and, and they both come from these atomic drop moves. Yeah. Like, I think the first one was way worse. Like, I was like, what exactly was supposed to happen? Because uh, Al Snow lifts him up, doesn't quite hit it on RVD, and then our, they both hit the ground and Al Snow rolls out to the outside. Oh, like, Joey Styles. Was right. Looks like neither one of them got what they wanted out of that. They didn't get all that one or right. any of it. And, and then let's... <clears throat> this is where it starts to get... Bill Alphonse's whistle. Okay. Oh, all right. Let's talk about it. It, it's, it's, it goes like there's the, the one little cartoon the Animaniacs did years ago with like the Freud Laban bit where it's like the Jerry Lee Lewis where it's just like Freud Laban for 12 minutes where it goes, oh, this is funny. Okay, this is funny. Then it gets annoying. Then it gets really annoying. Then it comes back around being all right. But it yes. really does draw and detract from the match. Remember Mr. Perfect when he had the coach? Yes. Mm-hmm. Coach had a similar problem, but it was not this bad. But the thing is, what would you rather have? Bill Alfonso whistling or Bill Alfonso talking? Well, it's both funny. They're, yeah, I they're mean, equally I, awful. They're, they're, but it, I, the talking in the middle of the whistling, I mean, this dude's cardio must be amazing. Yeah. And yeah. he is just straight. Well, he was referee of the year uh, yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah, according to Joey Scott's like they give out the award? Yeah, but uh, what's cool is there's. I think it's during the. Uh, I don't know if it's during one of the matches. I think it's when the ICP is getting they're just destroyed by RVD and Sabu. He's somebody's mounting on top of someone just punching him, and he is like whistling with the punches, and then just stops like he's like, "Yeah, baby!" Like it's just yeah, that is. It's, it's not Jimmy, Lott, but he was just you want that? You want that? He just like comes out of nowhere throwing weapons in there. He's like the little fairy from Legend of Zelda. Hey! <laughs> Here's a chair. Here's this. Got a guy, Martin got a pop for it. General internet commercial photoshops. That reminded me of a going back to barely legal. Remember when Sandman tossed the trash can in? And his pinpoint accuracy of it and Terry Funk right now. I think it was also more of Terry Funk just perfect. being a magnet for injury that just said, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got, that took me back. But, so, the, but, you know, this is an okay match. Yeah. It's, in fact, you know what? No, I, I think it's a good match. It's a good match. I was actually expecting a great match. We're not quite where RVD gets right. to, like, the legendary status yet. Mm-hmm. We're not We're not quite really there. Not until he wins that TV title. Right. Because right. that, that match with Bam Bam, which isn't even <clears throat> on pay-per-view, is one of his best matches. It's, is it here or was it the last pay-per-view where he, he talks of... It was the last pay-per-view. We, we, his promo after the Taz incident where Bill Alphonse turns on Taz. And then Robin Dam was like, you know, oh, yeah, my RVD fans love me. Yeah. He's like, you love me. He's like, or you hate me, but you're going to fucking respect me? Fuck, that's... I don't know how we missed that, but that's fucking great. He needs to take a hit off of something. He is, just, <laughs> he is too uptight. You need to mellow out a little bit, right? Hey, have, man. Have you had this? It's called marijuana. For the, the gift of Jericho. <laughs> you tie, keeping a balloon and tie it off and... There are a couple of these spots where Al Snow like looks like he's leaving the arena and then runs like yeah. hell to like deliver a clothesline. <laughs> I like Joey. Hey, that one against the ring. Yeah, ooh, which is all RVD. That's yeah. him selling. <laughs> My favorite part is this: this close like bottleneck shot of RVD just leaning up against the ring and then like 
here comes Al Snow off of frame, nailing it, and Joey Styles goes, Did you see the head of st-? No. He no, didn't see he anything. the cameraman just doesn't know what's going on. Well, no. And they also, it's weird to watch something this far back with these guys with these big cameras with the, the freaking hoses and all the wires and the connections. Oh, yeah. Like, how much in the way they are and, yeah. and how lucky we've got it now that... Ooh. Which, by the way, speaking of cameras, like, we talked about this, the way that hard cam is set up here is great, because it's just, oh. it's that little bit higher mm-hmm. than normal to where it's hovering. Kind of like kind of of the Champions. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks like old school NWA with that. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. But um, this one ends with, uh, of course, another Van Daminator, which is great. I mean... Perfect. Yeah. Oh, RVD, I think, yeah, it's this match. He does a, uh, a moonsault off the guardrail. Mm-hmm. Damn near crotches himself on on, oh, yeah. on the perpendicular yeah. guardrail, and uh, I think Al kind of pulled him a little bit more. It's a Sean Brett incident. Like oh yeah, yeah, as well, totally. Very dangerous, but a solid match. Yes, solid it, it match. We cut to the. Uh, <laughs> here we go. We cut to the extreme chopper. Oh my god! Where the Sandman's ambulance? <laughs> What's my favorite part? Is you hear Martin chuckling? Just right now. Is, yeah, you have to see it to believe The it. Sandman's ambulance is driving aimlessly around Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> no, and, like, I don't under This is the problem I have with it. Okay. I don't understand why this is important. Because he's not even on the card. Well. So why is it important if he makes it back to the arena? I'll tell you why it's funny. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh we because Joey Styles <laughs> is live. Right. <laughs> and he's talking to, what's this idiot's name? Uh, Lance Moore. Lance, Lance is Moore. All right. So, <laughs> so Lance Moore, he, he's like, okay, Lance, tell us what's going on. There's like a seven second delay. Yeah. And then Lance, I'm like, and I'm already questioning it. Like, <laughs> like, are we live? Like, can ECW afford a live feed in a helicopter? But then he says, this is what Lance says. He goes, well, Sam Man has commandeered the, the, uh, the ambulance and he, I don't even know if he knows where Hardcore Heaven is going to be, or, or, or yeah. where it's at. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, like you, get, this was last night, wasn't it? Here's a, here's, a, here's a couple. Let's look at this logistically. Number one, this helicopter had the foresight to follow the First ambulance. Of all, exist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to to follow the ambulance where. Hot med, hot medicated, or whatever. I can't think of her name. All of a sudden, I, one episode in, I forgot. The hot white shorts, like nurse, gets Sandman into the the ambulance. She's like, "My work here is done." They shut the door. They drive a clock out. Yeah, but this ambulance <laughs> or this helicopter knows to follow Sandman to the hospital, even though they're in the helicopter. They know exactly what he's done and what he's thinking. That's another logistic problem. Here's a, this is clearly taped. Have you heard of take two? Like this is. Oh, this poor dude. I love oh, it. Oh, he is. And then <laughs> well, that picture. That picture they showed. <laughs> he looks like a fucking war <laughs> correspondent. You know it looks like the Dick Thornburg picture <laughs> that they use in... Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, in, I think it's Die Hard 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is great. First of all, like the ambulance doesn't know where, where this uh, arena is or whatever. The thing that I like thinking about is Sandman is actually drinking the whole time he's driving. Because he'll reach the end of a cul-de-sac. And, yeah. My nope. favorite, yeah, my favorite part too is for this to be a a, a crazed alcoholic ready to come back and like just get his vengeance using his turn signals. 
<laughs> breaking intersections and driving at what appears to be a nice 30 to 45 miles an hour. But at some point, I think we see the Golden Safety Girls house. house. I don't know. But that's, <laughs> and that's in Miami. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Man! <laughs> Jesus, that wouldn't have been the I same can't wait show. We cut, we're going to come back to this in a little bit, which is great. We cut back <laughs> now. To a pre-taped... Is this pre the pre-taped Lawler promo? Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's just as good. Yep. It's, a, <laughs> it's just a classic Jerry Lawler mega heel promo on ECW. Uh, he, t- he talks about the... It, well, yeah. The three guys. The three guys, the that, three guys that never liked Jerry Lawler. No. But they all gave him sound advice. Oh, oh yeah. These are, I'm Jerry Lawler, and these are the famous people I know. Yeah. These are the yeah. top three guys in well, WWE right now. What are you give may you make sure you have Tommy Dreamer a tombstone. <laughs> you go ahead and <laughs> King, get your ass over here. And why don't you if you There's want a to. nickel's worth of free advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brett, if you want to, you give him a sharpshooter. It's okay. You want stone cold? I don't Jared. want you using the damn stunner, but I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. what, what you're going to do. You're going to open a big can of whoop ass. You forgot one important thing about all Steve Austin phone calls. Jerry, Steve, Steve Austin. No, you, you know, stone cold. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry, that's not a thing yet. <laughs> no, no reception's bad. What do you want, Steve? <laughs> Steve, Steve, it's 3 a.m. and my date's got class at 8 in the morning. Can we hurry? Hey, good morning. Look, I don't want you resting on your laurels. <laughs> Jerry the King laurels. Get it? Get it? Oh, oh, drink some wines. Ted Feller. Don't you use that stunner. <laughs> Jerry, you got a knife. And I'll tell you a knife I like. You know what your underage date needs? She needs a stone cold IPA. <laughs> and if you see that jackass Mikey Whipwreck using the whipper snapper, whatever you want to call <laughs> you know, and also, you make sure that Tommy Dreamer sells that DDT. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm sending Jake. <laughs> 97 Jake. <laughs> Wait, so Steve, would you say uh, I'm fucking... Just calls him down and send him out. That's what's about. It's like we're, we're pieces of Steve Austin sending WWF people. He's over here rubbing his balls. Steve Austin is like Rita Repulsa, just sending monsters. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you think it's good? Yeah, yeah, Steve Austin's on the hey, moon. Yo, Jerry, you ever heard Andre the Giant? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Not <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> oh, make my monster grow. That'd be fantastic. Maybe you heard of a little man named the Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Black Scorpion. Oh, fuck. It's just Ric Flair and his mask. Oh, God. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) Renegade. (laughs) And just for shits and giggles, uh, Ultimo Warrior. (laughs) 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 I feel bad for the people just listening to that with the real high volume. Look at that spike there. (laughs) Good God. Hey, I, I didn't know that these uh, these Soundwave bars went to 11 and a half. That's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> they go higher than 11? They go to 11 and a half. On New Blood Rush Podcast, they do. Yeah, we, we're just not metal. <laughs> and meta. Um, just so, not metal. So now we go to the ring where Jenna Jameson... <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> what a transition. Is in the what range treat. with uh, Joel Gertner and Go ahead. The, 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 all of them. Right, all, all of them. But we didn't say Joel Gertner's full name. Oh, yeah. It's Joel, squeeze my lemon until the juice runs down my leg. Gertner, that's a family name. He's named after his grandmother, who was a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> yeah, I love that name. <laughs> Martin's just eating this shit. Um, I love it. Sign guy gets introduced, and oh. Joey Styles drops my favorite thing he says of the night. Nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a stain? <laughs> is, is that a custom job? <laughs> Man, okay, why is Jenna Jameson there? I'm sending Jenna Jameson down. <laughs> Steve Austin. I just got off Diesel's dick from like SummerSlam last year. They're going to make a stop by Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I can imagine. Can you imagine how that pre like, that pre show meeting goes? The locker room. Here's everybody. Paul Heyman's getting everyone sucked up with his Paul Heyman Kool Aid. He's like, we're going to have Jenna Jameson here. And Jenna Jameson says, everybody, oh, nice to meet you. And then he pulls that line from Dirty Work. And Paul Heyman says, now, Jenna, very important. No matter what this guy says, points at Shane Douglas, there's absolutely no sex involved with your job tonight. I just love it. That's too bad. <laughs> now. Well, as we hear. I saw her sperm burp. I can't look at her. It's gross. Well, know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> well, so as uh, as as uh, Gertner, uh, <laughs> as, uh, as, as Joel Kiesler tells us, <laughs> Joel Kiesler tells us that the Dudleys are now going to inherit the belts. This old pose. They're going to be inheriting the belts from the gangsters. <laughs> we just can't afford to have them defend anymore. <laughs> so who are the gangsters? Yeah, uh, the it's gangsters. New Jack that and Stevie Ray. Ray. Gimmick. We we have to forfeit the belts because we're not allowed on pay per view. That, I mean, that's what it's Stevie Ray, right? Was no, it? That's uh-huh. a joke. I, uh-huh. <laughs> well, there was com- I thought it was Kama Mustafa was the other gangster in '95, but by '97, I think he's already in the nation's already there. Yeah. I think the guy's name is Mustafa Saeed, I think he wrestled under. Yeah. yeah. So, so, why aren't they there? Like, I don't I, 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 I They probably. I they not, no, no. Nope. <laughs> <Is it, laughs> could, could they not make it to Florida? <laughs> I, I have no idea. They I mean, probably didn't make bail. <laughs> I was going to say, is New Jack allowed in Florida? <laughs> I was going to do another thing. They were 15 minutes late for the play. Um, so... Since they can't compete, the Dudleys are not only the new ECW Tag Team Champions, but they're going to be defending those titles against PG-13 from the USWA, and not only that, the USWA Tag Team Champions. And don't come out with that USWA belt? No. Nope. Well, because they're not on the line. <laughs> Why would you bring them? It's Florida. So my first my first note upon you know clapping eyes on PG-13 is I hope the Dudleys murder these fuckwits. Yeah, I don't know who we're I supposed they to were be booing. Yeah. I mean, so Jamie Dundee is like a poor man's Brian Christopher? Yeah. Because right? he sounds just like him. But, but the one thing he says that I really like is when he looks at uh, Jenna Jameson, tells, tells her to ditch the zero, get with the hero, and then says, I'm at the day's end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the day's end, I, baby. I, I do like when he looks at um, 
<laughs> he looks at Gertner and says, you look like Elvis before he died. <laughs> <laughs> or he's got some good line, surprisingly. Oh, oh, let me, uh, the, the, I, let's go, your mom, like, look at all you Dudleys. Here's what I don't get, is, at years later, the Legends of the Dudleys was this Big Daddy Dudley that's going Willie around. Willie Loman Dudley. Yeah, Willie Loman Dudley is going around. Mm-hmm. But he makes an insult about their mom, and they get upset. They all have different I moms. know, and I was like, mm-mm, that's, you're wrong. That's, See, that's why I missed it. That's not it. canon. Yeah, if it was, I miss, I miss <laughs> Mean Goblin goes. I love the idea of Dudley Boy's lol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the hidden Canterbury Tales or something, but, like, that shit is, and when this guy, with his, ah, smoke like two packs a day, like, voice. This is Enzo and Kaz. I think, <laughs> that's who these guys are. They're Enzo and Kaz way ahead. Mm. And I do love, though, his line when he looks at, Bubba, he's like, if I told you to haul ass, you'd have to make two trips. <laughs> Damn. That was good. Yeah. Just waiting on the Enzo to break that out. We go, ah, oh, somebody's been watching hardcore. Bubba, he wasn't as in shape um, at the time. No. Right. Yeah, he was a lot heavier back then. This, um, what do you guys think of this match? Jenna Jameson helps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, my favorite chant of the night is bounce. Bounce, yeah. yeah. And since she, she obliges. She, she does it, and I'm like, Good sport. Because this is also yeah, where I was going good sport. No, I love the fact that when the, the crowd realized that she'd do it, they then up the ante and then, then it's just doing a tit, tit, tits chant. Yeah. It's like, why, why would you have a problem That's with true. it? It's like that Raw thing I was telling you about when they started chanting ECW. Oh, I purchased that a long time ago. Oh, shit. CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk. No, I'm not talking. I'm not touching. But, uh, yeah, that's when, when old Dundee pulls a Ric Flair, runs out of the ring, French kisses Jenna Jameson, who, her reaction is great. Because then, like, she's like, oh, like, clearly wasn't planned. And then the crowd starts chanting to him, you're the shit. You just committed sexual harassment. You're the shit. You're the <laughs> shit. Lauderdale. And then, Joey Styles amps it up with only the subtlety that Joey Styles can do. Looks like Jenna Jameson's got a bad taste in her mouth. I was just like, whoa. And he had no hint of irony in there. You had to find it yourself. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, it was actually a really clever way to deliver the line. Uh, I think this is kind of a sloppy uh, match. And I think it's mostly on the PG-13 side. I think they're guys that are still coming into their own... No. No. They they are sort of very old school Memphis. I mean, we got a fucking crisscross. Right. Oh, oh, wait. I did write that down. I fucking hate the crisscross. And to see the Dudley boys do that? Mm. No. No. To see the Dudleys do the move where Devon has his back to the ring. Yes. And whoever, like, he's just waiting for PG-13 to come over there so he can do this arm wrench. Multiple times. Oh, God. And he does it to Bubba. 80s heels spot. And the best part, too, is Guy from PG-13, I can't remember their names, is leaning outside Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee. Thank you. Crocodile Dundee. Laying outside the ropes, laughing at him, and he does it again. Like he's like, <laughs> like I thought he was supposed to be a play on um on a he's a uh, goddamn who's the who's who's the who's the, who's the, who's the who's Bill Dundee. There you go. That's oh, what Bill that's what I thought he was supposed Martin. to be a play on. Right. Thank you. Bye. But um, you know Dudley's hit three D for the win. I like I said I I don't. Probably the worst match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's still mean, fun, because I think of all the, the oh, outside antics. I mean, yeah, PG-13, I, I never saw the appeal, even when they were in WWF. No. See, um, let, let's not forget, they used to be, they were founding members of the Nation of Domination. That's right. Right, they were the two white And And boy, do they have a... Huh? Win- they, they are, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. 
but they also have a knack of getting their heat back because they uh, <laughs> they get on the mic real quick. Thank God the sound guy's cranked like, up. Nobody ever kicked out in the 3D, but people sure as shit got up from it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Talk shit, too. That's they, a good hit, but... Uh, they, they, they end up calling Mama Dudley a hoe, which uh, is, is pretty ignored, and that's Well, it's that. PG-13. Right, so... <laughs> well, it was like, he called her a hoe at the beginning, and he's like, we might have lost that match, but we win, because your mama's still a hoe. And the crowd's just like, point we're, taken. We're done. We're done with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, during the match, there is a nice mama. Dudley is a hoe. Do da. Brooklyn. So now, we go back to Lance in the Extreme Chopper. <laughs> As he plays Grand Theft Sandman Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> is this a... Sandman is... is What would we call is he a... Dean Ambrose Prime? Or... Freaking absconding with vehicles like this? Well, he's not wrestling. I, I, I love that he says, quote, <laughs> Apparently, the Sandman stopped at a gas yeah. station and bought a carton of cigarettes and a cold beverage of some kind. Yeah, that, I love the idea that it, it, yeah, we think it's bad. It was actually just a tab. And on, <laughs> tab. A tab. Oh, and on a day like today, I can't blame him. <laughs> Unless there are directions on the back of the carton, he won't be making it back to the arena. Just that was like '90s GPS. You're like, I'm fucking lost. Let's buy a carton of cigarettes. Is this where it somehow magically transitions from camera PO or helicopter POV to suddenly underneath the helicopter looking up? It's like the cameraman fell. He just continued to record as he plummeted to his death. He ain't getting paid by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> 9.8 <laughs> meters a second squared, buddy. Turn um, the velocity. Oh, God, here we go. So now we go We go mm. back to the arena, and the lights are out. I keep thinking it's The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. After a while, I got, I got conditioned <laughs> to think it would be Undertaker. Dead man Mosey. Oh, my God. <laughs> The lights are out. They come back on. Jerry Lawler's in the ring, and he cuts basically the same promo. But he clocks ground zero. (laughs) Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, that pay-per-view sucked. (laughs) And this is a pay-per-view called ground zero. You don't get those anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, oh. Here's what's really great about this bit. He gets to be Andy Kaufman. Mm -hmm. He gets to be the Andy Kaufman in that same thing. He just gets a roll reverse. It's it's the same. It's really the same thing, except... Mm -hmm. It's just a little difference that he's actually a wrestler, too. But yeah. now he's playing it like, I'm from the higher class of wrestling. And you're just a real wrestler. Right. Mm. And it's it's great. I, love, I, I think this is some of Lawler's best work and I, in the ring. Oh, yeah. Like it's, All of this I've never is seen gold. Before, right. But, God, it was so entertaining. Joey yeah. flat out tells us, I'm not going to be impartial mm-hmm. uh, in calling this match. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I wouldn't expect Yeah, I wouldn't expect it either. No. So... Tommy Dreamer comes out. Of course, his entrance is amazing because it's... And a, in the box. Yeah. That's yeah. With, after, with, after, you know, decades of listening to the WWE knockoff of that. Dun, 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 dun. No, no, it's bad. And then his Beulah coming out, like, like hiding like her buttons on her shirt popped. I'm not saying, like, she's just... It's really weird. How Tommy Dreamer gets these girls. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, he... It's, what, it's one of life's great mysteries. I think that's what <laughs> all of us hope. <laughs> He's so bland. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy extended fantasy sequence instead of dreaming. Right. Just look at it. <laughs> much like how we, I think much how we talked about the Spike Dudley Bam Bam match. 
This is excellent booking. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Because Dreamer dominates for, what, ten minutes? Mm-hmm. Like, just outside stuff. Oh, my. But it's stuff I hate. I what? hate. Oh, let me hand the wrestler. Or, oh, I, I, gotcha. I hate the food spots. I got gotcha. you. Oh, the food spots now, are bad. It'd be different, like, if it was, if Jerry wasn't selling it like he just got punched in the face with a fistful of glass when he gets hit with the cheeseburger and fries. Like, if it was just more insulting and pissed off and the Burger King stuff, but he's like suddenly. Have you, ever, have you ever seen that awesome, like, hardcore bit from Memphis where it was in Tupelo, Mississippi? And it's like, it was like, it's kind of regarded as that first hardcore moment in wrestling where, like, just like out the concession stand, like Dundee, Lawler, and these two. I mean, they are just throwing shit at each other. It is a riot. And like nobody knew that it was a work. And so the people out there are just like going nuts. And, oh, and so they're throwing shit like cheeseburgers and shit. And that's what made me kind of laugh. I was like, oh, it's a nice throwback to Tupelo. It's a great bit. But anyway, um, Lawler just eats so much shit through the opening. And it's great because mm-hmm. this is what a heel needs to get early on. It's just... They mm-hmm. just get pounded. <clears throat> what like so for this first chunk of the match? What kind of things like what kind of notes you guys? Because there's so much to talk well, about. This there's thing. a lot to talk about, and I'm trying to remember because I've got a lot of notes for it, but I think it's towards the other half of the match. Okay. Martin, do you yeah. have anything from like this first chunk where Dream no, dominates? It's just perfect because the idea is that Lawler is out of his element, and it gives the, the fans like catharsis. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get his after talking all this shit. I uh, I thought it was this first bit was great. Yeah, I, it's, to piggyback off that, it's not just the Lawler being out of his element, but that he's being beat up in the fans that he has insulted. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, like like he's in there with it. Um, that that stuff. I mean, they they pretty much go all the way around the ring. If I'm thinking, this is why he's such a great heel because you know usually in situations like this or in territories, they're a face in one territory, but they're a heel in another. Or like Brett modernized that with the Canada thing. Jerry Lawler was a heel in WWF right. and a heel in ECW, right. and it, he and he played it differently in both, and they were both fucking splendid. Yeah, he is he is like the quintessential heel, I think, like in terms of a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. You hated Jerry Lawler. It's and it's his sell. His selling is amazing. Yep. yep, he is. I mean, that's why this match again proves this guy is up there with any of the greats. I think you have to say that Jerry Lawler whether you like it or not. And I think a lot of the reason why he's not is because of how he does on commentary. I think that sadly takes away from his overall career. As a wrestler, he to me, like he, he's not far off from Ric Flair in, yeah, right. in a lot of ways. He's not far off. May not be able to do some of the technical things as well, mm-hmm. but just as an overall worker in terms of psychology and everything. Just for the Andy Kaufman shit alone. Oh, my yeah. God. That, yeah. that puts him way up. What's, yeah. what's good, too, is his face work and his heel work, as far as actions and psychology, are very similar. There's just slight tweaks to it. Like, um, one of his babyface comeback spots is where he's, he he goes on that, like, just straight head punch movement. And, and the keeps turnbuckle? Going. Well, the, not just turnbuckle, the turnbuckle, and then he'll how he punches him to the turnbuckle, and he's got that, like, he's breathing heavy, got that look selling, like, ooh, this, all this righteous anger. Coming out, and then later on in this match, where he's got Tommy in the turnbuckle, and he starts to punch him, and then Tommy's like no selling it, like hulking up, and backs him away. Like they, they do the opposite, where he backs him away, and Jerry still has that same look, but he's selling it like I'm giving it all I've got, and this guy's taking it. Yeah, like look, and it's that's it, really really good because some people can't do that. Their their character, their gimmick is face or is heel. It 
It I doesn't mean. go both ways. Lawler blading yeah. was a great idea. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, getting some blood early. That was great. Early, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Tommy's ECW shirt getting uh, wiped on the ass of Jerry Lawler. Ooh. Like, that was a yes. great touch. Yeah. It was weird. He, he pulled down one set of tights really? to reveal another set of tights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's extreme, right? <laughs> it's extreme take, underwear. Take for um, my favorite, I just happened to catch that bit of, like, dialogue. Tommy Dreamer... Uh, something happened with him and Lawler, and the referee stopped Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy, uh, man, what an underrated like slam this is. Tommy looks at the referee and says, Fuck your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he gives all of the classic fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. I, I think I awesome. had that too where I said, There is no subtlety in ECW. <laughs> uh, and then there's Lawler pulls a booger at, he gets to nail the ref after a missed two count. Yep. Yep. Classic. And then here come the... Holy so, now, so now we get lights out number two. Yeah. yeah well, uh, well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, lights out number two. And then uh, in my notes, I must have, must have been able to overhear this. Someone goes, I can't fucking see shit. <laughs> I, I wasn't listening with the headphones at the time, but that's... I, I was. I think it was <laughs> oh, in the crowd. We just hear this very clear, I can't fucking see shit. <laughs> so I thought this was not a part of the show. Right. Yeah. And then lights come on, and there's Rick Rude. Yep. Yeah. Which and is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Not, but not much but, of a surprise. Right. Yeah, in my notes, I've got Rude and Lawler would have been a hell of a tag team. Oh. Whoa. Oh, wow. So then the lights go out again. Yeah. And holy shit, I was not expecting this. <laughs> Yo. Beat Arthur with a little ring. Like, leave. <laughs> so we have, like, Beyond the Mad Era, Jake oh. St. Robert. Oh. oh, you had to fucking uh, say that. Yeah. I love his... His pose, he does it once in the cam, the the hard cam, but this angle doesn't get it well. Where he just kind of does like that, that don't trust me, I'm a snake shark because he nails everybody. Leans over to the camera, gets all existential about God. He's like, "Your God giveth and taketh away. My God giveth, but doesn't have the balls to do shit." And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. So we're almost at. I want to play twenty one. Oh yes, like yeah. I was looking at the gut. I was like, Jesus, because I remember what he looked like in '96. Yeah. He was still somewhat in shape, yeah. you know, when he fought Austin. But I'm looking at this, and I'm like, uh-oh. yeah, the 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 khakis with the tucked in polo with the kind of floral passwords. Like, he looked like B. Arthur with a mullet. I was like, he just he just hit 18, or so, thought he did. So Golden <laughs> Girls was in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Jake Roberts is is uh, Dorothy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to see a DDT. Rick Rude's yeah. blanche. And, and the crowd erupts. For oh, no, yeah. of course they do. Yeah. But we also get to see the short arm clothesline. Yeah. Oh. Just like, mm. yeah. I fucking mm. love these moves. And it, it's just weird because he attacks everybody. Yeah, he doesn't then, care. And then, like, when, was it Lawler gets a two count? He's like, ah, oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's the. Yeah, he's just, ah, uh, Tommy. It's like almost like, ah, I just did it because. He doesn't pose. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It probably was a case of, well, he's in the area. Why well, don't we get him for a pop? <laughs> probably lives in Fort Lauderdale. What are you talking about? Uh, before our next surprise appearance and Chris Candino being here, there was probably a threesome with Coke on the horizon for old. <laughs> this could have been. Oh, yeah. This could have been. <laughs> so the lights. Yeah, the lights wait, wait, again. hold on. Just remember, <laughs> allegedly, the, uh, the Chris Candido. This is one of those urban myths of professional wrestling that. That uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm Chris Candido and Sonny um, needed to get some coke from <laughs> Jake. Wait, keep going. Need to get some coke and from so, Jake. And so, James. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. <laughs> and, uh, I'll give you the uh, 
I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you the cocaine. <laughs> then allegedly a three-way took place. See, I've heard what a horrifying three-way. <laughs> It's like Chris Candido, all right, little short socky dude. the second worst three-way dance we'll see on this show. <laughs> wow. Um, I thought Martin's about to say, that's the second worst three-way I've ever seen. Like, oh. now, the <laughs> Imagine <laughs> how horrific it must be for Candido and Oh! Like, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is if he wants to spend, like, the first ten minutes with Chris. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, he just comes over, he's like, may I cut in? <laughs> well, share it. No, 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 not you, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't skip you. Yes, I do. What I, what the version I have heard, oh no, from the WW, it was WWF era because it was. Um, I think it's they're looking for coke and they go ask Sean Michaels and Sean's like, no, I don't have any heroin. And Sean's like, I'm out. Go ask Jake. So it's like, <laughs> So it's like, Shawn Michaels sent this married couple just looking to score some coke to Jake Jake the Snake, who immediately pulled Damien out of the bag, a.k.a. his penis. How about that, baby? (laughs) And said, trust me, the coke's coke's in there. Yeah, well, anyway, so Jake goes... From Mountain, Georgia. (laughs) Just the Apollo Crews, because I'm just happy to be here. No, no, no. Jake Roberts was from Stone Mountain. I don't know why they're fucking billing Apollo Crews from Stone Mountain. Good like, man. that's Jake Roberts, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy kicks... Uh, so after Tommy kicks out, he sets up for the DDT, and the lights go out again. Oh. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm, think, I'm thinking, right, who are we going to get? It's new generation. We've got Truth Commission, Brackus, Arnold Montoya, Todd Pettengill. Gong. We <laughs> actually get Sonny. With a can of hairspray. Whoa. Yeah. This is Sunny's, uh, I think this is her last hot year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is the, yeah. uh, the end of the era. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sunny and Beulah go at it. Right. For a second. Right. Yeah. yeah Sonny! With just as much convention and excitement. As total elimination. As total elimination. <laughs> <laughs> Waller goes for his pile driver on, on Beulah. And Tommy nearly chairs her, which is awesome, because the crowd, even as a gas, like, <gasps> like, oh, not Beulah, don't have violence to her, show us your tits, but don't hit her. But then Tommy manages to sneak in a low blow on uh, the king, drops him with the DDT to finally get the win. It is an epic match mm-hmm. of oh, so much crap going on. It goes to a lot of places. It's mm-hmm. it's What's fascinating is like the first half of the matches, they both get to go at it just one-on-one. And then the second half just becomes like, you want to show up? You want to make a buck? Come on in and do a little run in on uh, on Jerry here or you whatever. Know, this reminds me of the, structurally the way all the people coming in the Sting versus Jeff Jarrett Halloween Havoc, where all the different Stings oh keep running. God. In. Oh yeah, okay. only this is better. Yeah, well, and I like how they played it. Is during both of Jerry's promos, he mentioned three people. Yep. Yeah. And the lights go out three times, so it's like in a little bit you're going. Is one, of, is one of them going to show? Like, 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 oh, maybe it will be the Undertaker. But I'll tell you, Rick Rude, Jake Roberts, and Sonny is still pretty cool. Yeah, right. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Especially oh. if it happened today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Imagine a three-way today. <laughs> no. With, with, with Jake Roberts, who is now the most in shape, with Sonny, 
Not and, looking too good. And the corpse, and the corpse of, of Crispy Candy. <laughs> no, or I, was, or I was say the corpse of Rick Rude. Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking to Martin on Skype. He's still so he's just a phone call away. Rick Rude still has the mustache on the skull. He's in the coffin like this. The coffin is like a music box. It's simply <laughs> ravishing. Ow! He's in the robe, and the, the, the bones are still with just his hands behind his head. And they got the, the freaking pelvis on a swivel. It's still so going. Fit. Oh, love it. So fucking fit. <laughs> Rip the skeleton <laughs> in the graveyard. <laughs> love you, Rick Rude. Uh, this, so let's bat around this. I think this match is phenomenal. This is a very well-booked match for yeah, what it is. For what it is. It's the match of the night. Yeah. I'll say that. <clears throat> it's weird we will say that about... This because oh this is because it works but then we've seen not just in WCW but stuff in the WWF overbooked all these other people come in and it kills it yeah. whereas here it elevates it because Tommy mm-hmm. keeps battling through it that's what's so awesome it's like mm-hmm. you get to see Tommy just as Tommy always does just battling through it Martin what do you think of this one I thought it was excellent I just loved it to bits the Lawler just being in full on dickish Lawler mode. Which is just a, a wonderful sight to see. Dreamer being the perfect foil for him. And yeah, just all those surprise, weird entrants. Yeah. Because um, normally now they tease it into, and you'd know about it like, you know, months ahead of time. But it, everything felt like a genuine surprise. Yeah. And now uh, the, the low blow ball shot at the end was a nice callback because, of course, Lawler start the whole thing by. Uh, whacking Tommy Dreamer in the balls with a right. Singapore cane. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Which, if you watch Forever Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer <laughs> announces that he had to go to the hospital for that. Oh. And had to have some of the, like, half a litre of blood drained from his bollocks. Ah, from his bollocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it still sounds somewhat pleasant. It does. <laughs> 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 Clearly, they sound swollen. <laughs> and Jerry Lawler, really cool of him to go to enemy territory... Very hostile crowd mm-hmm. and job. Yeah. Part of Very me, cool. He put over fucking Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Part of me wants to believe like Vince is like, oh yeah, you can go. But he's got to win. And Jerry's like, yeah, it's no problem. He gets down here and he goes, you know, I know business. Jerry, on, on your way out, send in Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Release the crack. Jake is my number one. Fuck <laughs> 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 you Vince shoots Jake. You're my new number one. You're lucky, heroin. <laughs> Jake. Oh, no. Jake, do you want to do a line of coke off of Jimmy Snooker's dead girlfriend's ass? <laughs> I keep it in the safe. See, see, I edited a joke that I wrote in haste to, to not do that. Yeah. We're really all taking this extreme bit to heart, aren't we? So now we go back to Joey. Joey tells us about the first meeting between Shane, Terry, and Sabu that put ECW on the map years ago. Mm-hmm. And it ends in that triple sleeper spot. Well, now can I call it a triple th- sleeper spot? Because only two guys are doing it. Yeah. But- well, here's the problem. So this match was like an hour long, yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah. And yeah we went to a one-hour time limit draw. With Shane Douglas, which I can't imagine is putting anything <laughs> on the map other than shit. So what's the one clip from the one-hour match that they show? A sleeper thought. A beer man. Boy, I, really I sold think, it to me. I think <laughs> the here's the thing, though, as I think there was more. However, for some Why reason, they, show that? they feed in where it should be showing us some more. Because you hear Paul Heyman's voice narrating this, and 
it cuts to there's Sonny in the ring. Jerry Lawler's still laying there. It's really awkward. And then it fades to oh, Joey yeah. Styles. What the fuck? Who's like, what the fuck are you doing? And they immediately <laughs> just fix it. And it comes back. So I love that not only is Joey Styles commentating this by himself, occasionally doing an in-ring interview, that he's also omnipotent, omnipotent enough to see the feed and see them fucked up. Like, ugh. I love it. Because it, it tries to be yeah. all historical. This is important. This is why this is important. And uh, Doesn't this video package go from video package to live to video package to live? Like, like there's some kind of yeah. problem in the production truck. That's what I'm talking about. It goes yeah, back to show Sonny. And, and what, it, the, this match starts out with the crowd. Oh, no, because we get a the one last ambulance feed, don't we? Yes. Yes. yes so yeah, we do. We go back Just to Lance. So shouldn't forget. Lance tracking the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Lance lets us know that the Sandman is arriving at the arena. That's good work. Mm-hmm. We cut to ground level where Sandman <laughs> is... Did not pay a check. <laughs> Sandman is swinging wildly. Sandman is caning Fort Lauderdale's fight. Yeah, and these don't look like the riot police. These look like they're generally like... Dude, that's the police academy. <laughs> Still. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's Gutenberg like, <laughs> level of guys. You know, it's like, come on, come on! Hilarious. So... His back appears to be in great shape. Oh, God, yeah. He looks great. Yeah. He looks as Sandman as Sandman can get. He healed himself with that cold beverage. Yeah. The Whatever it might be, <laughs> I like he healed himself. He it's was Pepsi. We couldn't... We didn't have shots from inside the ambulance. I like to think he was driving around listening to No Way Out, thinking about the beating that he just took. Um, <laughs> that comes back to the crowd is pissed. No more bullshit. They're chanting that over and over. Because we're they're chanting no more bullshit. Yeah, because I think I don't. Were they projecting this for the crowd to see, like all the stupid shit? And I don't know. Stuff? I, don't I, don't think, think, I don't think ECW had a projection screen yeah, at but, their shows because they're coming back screaming. No, I don't know why, but it's like no more bullshit. I, no more I bullshit. Would, I would say I, I bet you they got tired of the lights out thing. I think uh, that yeah. pissed them Maybe. off because I, I could, I could, I mean, it is done. Mm-hmm. Little Four or five times. Four. Granted, like the match, more than salvage itself. Mm-hmm. But I could see that being reason enough to where that crowd, an ECW crowd, would riot against it. Um, we go to the video package. I do. We did they go? No, no. Wait. No, we're back. No, we're back. No, I'm it's sorry. It's time for the match. It's time for the the three way dance for the ECW World Title. Terry Funk taking on Shane Douglas, taking on Sabu, the new champ, who, as we said, had just he just gotten the belt off of. Um, Terry Funk the week before in a barbed wire match. The one where he tore his bicep, had to glue it back together, and he was whole yeah. again. So, um, Douglas comes out and says, cut the fucking music. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's so stupid because he says, let's just get on this three-way dance. So they You didn't have to say anything. They Shut the, the fuck up. up. I hate Shane Douglas. Well, it's like, it's, it's cut the fucking music. I got better things to do. Pointing at Francine. And then let's just get on with it. I mean, literally, every bit and of yet, that could have been gonna, on. He's going to wrestle another NWA-style match. Just, just just, fucking do your finisher. Fuck! <laughs> this is the one I had mistaken from the barely... This is the one where Funk just sort of like, yeah, I'm just going to go at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just yeah. It's the Roddy Piper mentality. Yeah. Well, it's great. But, but the... You get where Francine wearing whatever Francine is wearing. Yeah. 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 But, she has, like, when she comes out, she's stuffing something up in the 
part of her bra. It's kind of hard to stuff something yeah. between your boobs oh, when yeah. you're wearing an open belly dress, right? Mm. You want to see Jake Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> but so it turns out to be money that she tries to pay off Terry Funk with to help him or to get him to help Shane Douglas, and then Terry Funk just throws it to the crowd. Double Cross Ranch ain't cheap. Yes. He should have taken the money. Clearly. (laughs) Um, This one, another just, I I don't know, let's just start batting it around. Like, what Mm. is... It's not terrible. Um, No. uh, It just, when Shane Douglas is kind of left alone, he just kind of does his own thing. Well, yeah, when when Funk and Sabu are interacting, it's much more interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shane Douglas calls Terry a cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got that in my notes. What do you guys think of Sabu getting eliminated first? Weird. More Shane Douglas. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's the guy who just won yeah. a week yeah. ago. So you would think that the person holding the belt would at least be the last two. No, thanks to Sandman and his... Do you think Funk was just in no way going to drop to uh, Shane? <laughs> so, there is a stupid spot that I, I had to rewind it because I had to see how it started yeah. and how it ended. So, there's this spot with a table where uh, Sabu puts a steel chair on the top rope, uh-huh. climbs to the top rope, but Joey Styles has to tell us that Sabu has not looked behind himself to, at the table. But clearly. There's, clearly he has, yeah. and there's shenanigans going on on the table. So I'm like, okay, I'll buy it, whatever. So then Sabu leaps off the chair and just puts, I think it's Bill Alfonso. It's Bill Alfonso and Commissioner Gordon. And Commissioner Gordon yes. through the table. Uh-huh. Now my question is, why the fuck did Sabu take a steel chair to the top rope? To, yeah. to not fall with it, to jump off of it. You jump off the top rope? <laughs> you know what this means? <laughs> Who needs a chair on the top rope to just jump off of This needs four more inches. But that's like, well, he's <laughs> Yeah. This is one of the stupid, and not even that, but this whole not looking back, mm. it's just a fucking leg drop on a table. He could have easily just climbed regularly up, yeah. but no, he had to climb back. The demonstration is going on. It's <laughs> <laughs> back in when, when the first ECW One Night Stand WWE pay-per-view came on, the, the one where they had not been back in a while. And I forgot who Sabu's wrestling, and Joey Styles is just going, uh, where he goes, he's the homicidal, genocidal, and like uh, Sabu's running to do one of his run and jump off the top ropes. Well, he runs in the middle of Joey Styles, calling him all this stuff. He does a double take to make sure the person's where they need to be. Wow. Homicidal, genocidal, whatever. Cautious. <laughs> Sabu. Good for him. He's yeah. learned. But, I mean, it only took him how many years? Yeah, really. But, uh, like, with all this, we were talking about the, the, the back and forth. Shane Douglas's lack of creativity... And variety, not just in <laughs> when actually talking to us, but during the mid-match shit talking. So when Shane Douglas realizes that Terry Funk isn't in there, the first time when he stops Sabu goes, "Hey, what is that son of a bitch doing? Let's get it." Sabu just punches him and goes on about his way while Terry Funk's still out there. Three minutes later, "Hey, what is that son of a bitch doing? Let's get it." Like. The not even a hey. There's no variation in what he's saying. There's no yeah. let's go out there and get him. It was just I'm just, I'm on repeat, buddy. I'm on loop. 
Plus, oh. plus we get round two of Shane Douglas versus Guardrail. Yeah, oh. we do. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And we get a... Is this is this the match where Sabu goes to do his springboard the off spot. the chair to the ropes where the chair pulls a, I am the table? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that, too. Is this the, the match where that happened? I think so. Yeah. Man, that looked bad. Yes, oh. it is. I am the chair. That's what I've got written here. Uh, now, <laughs> the... Uh, his punches, I put the headphones back on because it, it just got loud. Sabu's, where Sabu is punching Terry Funk, are sound stiff as hell. There's no ring bounce. There's no. This is flesh and bone on flesh and bone, and they're rough. That two chair neck breaker spot. Oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, and, and that Sabu takes and then gets up. I don't want to ever hear any wrestler from this time period bitch about someone not selling a DDT again. I mean, that yeah. should have been that should have been the pinfall for the first elimination. I'm yeah. sorry, but just to be like, oh, no, I'm back. Have you noticed that this three-way dance and the one from Barely Legal kind of have the same thing in common where the first guy eliminated is almost at the end of the match? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like, oh, 10 yeah. minutes in, this guy got eliminated. And then 15 minutes later, that, no. It's like, no, nope, 20 minutes in, first guy gets eliminated, and the match ends at the 22-minute mark. Yeah. Right? Well, it's very odd. Because yeah. you're dealing with a constantly aging man who, by this point, should be 100, be 100, be 100, 100, 112. Well, it's that. It's, yeah. It's, I, you know, as much as we should, I think Shane Douglas could still go that long, but you can't. I don't think Terry Funk could go, and so having I, I the third man in the match. But you've nailed it. He's, his creativity had been exhausted That's because it. once yeah. it's just him and Funk, all he can do is his belly to belly suplex. Now, is that Terry Funk going, just, I, I want to just keep no selling, or not no selling it because it's not like he gets up. He this just refuses to take the pin. The one choice that Shane Douglas makes that I think is awesome that I wish that more wrestlers would do. He did his finisher. Oh, he kicked out of the AA. What's it gonna take? Do it again. Another AA. Do it again. Do it again. Eventually, I he think won't from, kick okay, out. I, from that perspective, it makes more sense. Yeah. It just seemed like, like, are we out of ideas? Like, mm-hmm. are no, we have? Any- I just don't get it. If you're out of moves, just keep doing your one move. And for it the- did for me, it did leave a flat finish though. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, one didn't do it, two didn't do it, three didn't do it. Funk gets a roll up for two out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, number four does it. Yeah. It's, Not to it, mention the it, locker room came out for whatever yeah. reason. They decided Part to do it. It's WrestleMania 10. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the... And then the heel one. <laughs> yeah. They just turned around and go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, but we did get Dory Funk Jr. Oh, yes. yeah. Wow. Got that, uh, That's got that in here. Because Dory Funk Jr. comes in because it's after the here comes Sandman, there goes Sandman bit. Right. Which I felt that run-in and interaction was very brief considering the amount of build-up. Right. Like, it was like, and Sabu wasn't even, like, pissed off. Oh, no, I'm not in this match. He just immediately jumps on the cops. Yeah, he just, he jumped out. Oh, that leap is awesome. Yeah. He just clears everybody. Yeah. Just wipes out all the cops. Well, at some point, he jumps, and that's what's really good about this particular camera angle we're getting for the hard cam, because where Sabu goes for his spot on Shane Douglas, where, you know, Sabu jumps from the ring over into the guardrail into the person audience, Bill Alphonse is standing right there and just squats and I would have loved for that to have been a cameraman where they could have got a shot of Sabu just going over, uh, over like that. It's just that there's a lot. I mean, like the Dory Funk coming in and chasing Francine. <laughs> there's to be a woman. You know what the most puzzling thing is? I hear Bill Alfonso's whistle. Yes. But I don't see Bill Alfonso. <laughs> yeah. It goes. Where is he? 
Uh-oh. Oh. That's all right. Just keep going. I had a... I, there was a point where I finally tuned out the whistle. Oh, yeah, it does happen. Like, yeah. like, it's gone. Like, it's not there. And then, I don't know how long I tuned it out, because it, it had just become a custom. And then Joey Styles brings it up, because Bill Alphonse is overly excited, and he's blowing the whistle. He's like, Bill Alphonse! So he's like, son of a bitch! Like, it just brought it right back into my field of, of audio vision, I guess, is a way to put it. So, um, the finish, like, Shane Douglas ends up, after, like, 8,000 belly-to-bellies, <laughs> finally puts Terry Funk to bed. And uh, he is the new ECW uh, champ. So there's this bit afterwards where um, Gertner and the Dudley show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And now it's about trying to flip Shane over to. Oh, this fucking thing. Yeah. They tried the a triple threat come out. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, just an all out brawl starts. But then triple threat just exits. So this is left. very odd because they're, they're, they're both heels. Right. So it's like, I, I don't care. Well, it's, we, we missed Shane Douglas for no reason at all whipping Terry Funk with the world. That sounded he, bad. That was a, I, I, credit where it's due, that was great because he really... He, I, I imagine getting whipped with like heavy metal on a leather is going to fucking hurt. Yeah, Instead of just the usual title title belt shots, it's like I'm going to hold it nice and neat and yeah. run it into you. I've never seen anyone whip someone with a world title or with a title belt. Yeah. So yeah, and Terry Funk would be the perfect first person to do that. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, it makes sense. So you have this like locker room brawl, and then three of the key elements in this locker room brawl, like you said, the triple thing, just leave. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Still goes, and then it just cuts off. Just fades to black. We gotta go. Yeah, we're out of time. It's fades to black. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> Robin Hood is up next. Uh, <laughs> but it's like Acapulco Heat. Acapulco Heat. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Oh man, well, yeah, that was after Renegade, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Steve Austin. That, that was the other guy he called. <laughs> I'm gonna send you guys down the Renegade. <laughs> it's like Lorenzo Lamas. Hey, you guys. Have no, 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 not the other one. I'm talking about Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> So, the show. Overall, overall. So, like, um, we talked about the Dudley's match, not spectacular. Mm -hmm. We talked about the, um, what else kind of fell flat? Did anything, that was probably. Taz and Candido. Yeah. Yeah. But there was nothing, like, offensively terrible. No. Nope. So, it's, it's a solid show. Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't have that same visceral impact that Bailey Legal does. I know. Yeah. For whatever reason, I like it in some ways a little bit. And I think the thing that elevates it for me is the Waller yeah. gamer thing. That yeah, thing sure. is so good. And um, I don't know. That I, I guess part of that triple threat is the part, the, at least like the Sabu part of it, like helped make it a little bit better than the Stevie Funk Sandman debacle. Yeah. What a what a great name for a novel. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a band. <laughs> but um I, there isn't a match as good for me as Taz and Sabu. And uh like I said, and what what was there? Only one match? Yeah. Shane versus Pitbull. Uh, that's the only match I don't care for, barely mm-hmm. legal. Right. And yeah, and there is a real like punch in the gut feel that comes with barely legal. Not that I don't like Hardcore Heaven, I think Hardcore Heaven was fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But barely legal is just wow. Yeah. On the uh, squeeze the lemon till the juice runs down my leg scale, I would give this one an 83. 
So three points less. But close. yeah, I give it a seven out of ten. But it, it, in all honesty, it's, it felt like good. well, this is the second one. So we've worked hard to get one. So now it's like, let's. Sophomore what can we do? Slump. Not sophomore slump. It wasn't that because it wasn't like they they rested on their laurels. It is they went and said, uh, just like okay, now the the anticipation of getting one's done. We want to see what we can do. Right. So I don't know. That's a, a good show. That's the way I look at it. November to remember is next. That's the next pay per view. Now this one. Is only three months later compared to this one was like I four think four, was four mm-hmm. so a little bit quicker right. in the um, duration here and everything so that's good so that'll be uh, coming in a couple weeks for you guys that'll be a lot of fun to look at I haven't even checked out the card I don't even remember I don't remember about it I like going fresh and it's the week is it the week before the screw job it's Damn close, I think. Because yeah. what the Survivor Series after it stopped being on th- on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, it's early in the month. Yeah, and so it's hard to tell if this was how early of late because it just that would really set the tone of the show. Yeah. Not looking ahead if it's pre or after, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see the. Um, don't forget, like to check out some of our our. Uh, Podcast friends that are on the 4CR podcast feed, if you came to us through there, um, we still have you know our buddies, they may be on there as well, like the ThunderPod, Raw's Nitro, the Raw Attitude podcast as well, So those are, and Spanish Announce Table podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for... Uh, so there's another one. There's another Spanish Announce podcast. Another, another? I saw a Twitter handle for one. I oh, yeah. You introduced it. And them. I was like, maybe you guys should meet. <laughs> I just love that <laughs> There's really? actually three. Yeah, that's what, said, that's what said another another. There's the one that's in Kansas City. Those guys are dicks. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the following opinions are William Rinkin. Yeah, because they, they, all of a sudden, like, you want to get, like, your fan base to start attacking the Canadian sap pod because they have the same name. Man, fuck you, man. This the Canadian is- Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it's like, this is a oh, wrestling podcast. This isn't, like, this isn't real life. Yeah. I mean, no. what the fuck is this, We're a community. Man? You should all just... No, man, this ain't boring. This is real life. <laughs> oh, Roman. Oh, oh, no. But anyway... Um, as a uh, as a quick plug for uh, the Roll Attitude pod, uh, the next episode will feature someone very familiar to you. Mommy? <laughs> you? <laughs> yes, yeah, I've been invited on again, so... I'm going on, I think in, I think it's probably going to be in October. It's the May... I forget the date. It's the It's the Raw where Vince got arrested. Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. And I think it's the Go Home to Over the Edge 98. I think that's Ooh. the show. Like, you're like Ooh, in prime. Yeah, you're in prime. I love that show. I love that show. I cannot wait to do that one. That'll be a lot of fun. So look forward to seeing Martin or hearing Martin on um on there as well. What show is it, Martin? What happens on the Raw you're... I, I honestly don't know yet. That's <laughs> a good start. There we go. <laughs> well, well, I'm so professional that I'll watch it like the day before. No, that's the best way. It's fresh in your head. It's perfect. Have a, for a plug for you for your woeful wrestling figures, you got a chance to do the neck brace giant figure review yet? <laughs> uh, not yet. No, that's, that's on the brace. agenda. Because, yeah, like Lawler was an expert in plugging his own stuff on someone else's show, um... I, for those of you who may not be aware, I also write on 4CRonline.com uh, about like just the shittiest wrestling figures I can lay my hands on. Mm-hmm. And I have a fabled neck brace giant variant <laughs> review coming up soon. 
Yeah. Did you come with a cigarette? So I was going to ask you. And following that branch giant will be the WCW Talking Goldberg pickup truck. Whoa! Whoa! That's incredible. We need to get you that uh, that new toy that, that Ringside Collectibles just put out that's the Lex Luger version that has Shane Douglas's face. Yes! Yeah, the narcissist one. Yes. Well, good deal. Um, we are on Twitter and we're on Facebook at New Blood Pod on Twitter, New Blood Rising Podcast on Facebook. I'm at William Rankin 83. I'm at the Jason Keasley. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. And I'm at Bundy City Cedar. And we'll see you guys for ECW November 2. Remember. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son.